0: So there's a saint by the name of Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, and he said this, the three most important virtues that we need as Christians, Catholics, are humility, humility, humility. And we heard this word humility, what it means to be humble, and we hear it a lot, but do we really know what it means? Because if these are the three most important virtues we need in order to get to heaven, we have to start practicing from now before our judgment day. And before I start getting into what humility is, we may even think we know what it is. But before we get into that, I want to get into what humility is not. Because oftentimes we seem to think that what humility should look like, and it's actually not. So to be humble doesn't mean that we're a doormat and we let people walk all over us. That's not being humble, right? We have a backbone. God created us with a backbone. And that's not being humble. Oh, I'm just going to let people walk all over me. I'm not going to defend myself. To be humble doesn't mean avoiding confrontation or avoiding correcting somebody when the opportunity presents itself. Well, I'm just going to be humble and keep my mouth shut. And yes, oftentimes we should just let things go. you know, pick and choose our battles. But if the Holy Spirit inside of us is stirring us up to say something, that's a totally different story. So if we always think by being quiet we're being humble, that's also not true. Humility isn't putting ourselves down or considering ourselves worthless oh, I'm just a piece of garbage, I'm no good, I'm the worst. That's not humility. Humility isn't rejecting a compliment when somebody says, hey, you did a great job with this, or you're doing an awesome job with that, or you're a great mom. Oh, no, 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 don't say that. That's not being humble. So brothers and sisters, we all struggle with humility. So what is it? Humility, if we look at the word humility, it comes from the word humus in Latin. So if you look at the word humus, what does it mean? It means dust. So to be humble means I know I'm dust. It doesn't mean I'm dirty or I'm a piece of garbage. It just means I know what I am. In the book of Genesis, where that word comes from, in the book of Genesis, when God created Adam, when God created man, it says that God took dust from the ground and blew that dust into man's nostrils, and he came to life. So dust, that's what we are. And the complete opposite is pride right the complete opposite the prideful person thinks they don't they're not dust and god is very very strategic in why he's bringing up those who exalt themselves will be humbled a lot of us here we are on earth we want to exalt ourselves we want to be high we don't want to be disrespected whatever we think that disrespect is we want to get our way and that's not what we're called to do we're called to be humble which means From dust I was created, God, and when I die, to dust I shall return. The humble person knows what they are. The humble person knows what they are without God. Because oftentimes, the prideful person thinks they are God, although those words never come out of our mouths, God forbid. And so, today I want to talk about three signs of someone who is growing in the virtue of humility and on their way to heaven. Now I say growing in our, uh, I say growing uh, in this virtue because it's a lifelong battle. We are sons and daughters of Adam and Eve, which means it's deep-rooted the pride inside of us, and we don't even know it. It's so deep inside of us, and it disguises itself as other things. And so i want to look at three signs of someone who's growing in the virtue of humility. And so if you think, you know what, this is not for me. You know, I'm pretty humble. Maybe you should get your phone out and start taking some notes. Maybe record me, because that's a clear indication of the pride, right? That we think, yeah, it doesn't apply to me. Every single person in this church, myself included, besides Jesus' and the Eucharist, have pride, brothers and sisters. And that's not to be rude or disrespectful. It's being honest with what we are. Three signs. Sign number one of someone who's growing in the virtue of humility A humble person allows other people to help them and doesn't mind asking for help. It's okay to ask for help. On the other hand, the prideful person doesn't allow anybody to help them, nor will they be humble enough to ask for help. When we do this, brothers and sisters, this is called self-reliance. The prideful person is self-reliant. I don't need anyone's help. I got this on my own. And this is a lie from the pits of hell. This is what the enemy wants us to believe, because he is the most prideful. And so with this thought process, right, the self-reliance, I can rely on myself, this person does not know that dust cannot do anything on their own. Absolutely nothing on our own. And it's actually self-reliance contradicts what we believe in as Catholics. If we believe Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, That man, on his way to Golgotha, we know allowed somebody to help him with his cross. So to say, I don't want anyone to help me. I got this. I need to prove myself. That's complete opposite of what Jesus, whom we claim to follow, did himself. We know that this man, Simon of Cyrene, walks into the scene. Jesus and his humanity is tapped out. He cannot do it anymore. He is not strong enough. And he allows somebody to help him. And he could have said, get off me, I'm God. But he wanted us 2,000 years later to say, wow, if my God did that, who am I not, not to? Right, again, I can do it all on my own or I don't need anybody is a trap. And I'm guilty of falling for this trap often. I learned this the hard way in my first year of seminary. I worked corporate for 10 years before I entered seminary, then I was doing very good. I was so self-reliant. I was moving up the corporate ladder and I was doing excellent, relying on myself. I can do this. Look how good I'm doing. But I was going to mass on Sunday and I was praying every day, but somehow I got involved into this. Look at me. Look at, look at how good I'm doing. I want to impress my bosses and, I wanted, and it was working. Everybody was, a, was, 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 was happy with my performance. Then I got into seminary. My first semester, eight classes. Eight classes I had to take. I've never felt so anxious and overwhelmed in my whole entire life. And I was drowning. But my pride wouldn't allow me to say, I need help. No, I would lock myself in my room and I was doing all my studies and I was, you know, hiding from everybody. I just needed to continue to study, 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 study because I thought, this is what I had to do. I can do it by myself. And then God said, you will ask for help, or you'll leave the seminary thinking you're not being called to be a priest. So I had to humble myself. I knew I needed help, but I kept hearing that voice from the evil one saying, if you ask for help, you're weak. Me? Weak? I'll prove that. I'll prove the opposite. But again, I started to fall into this rat race, and it got so bad, I even talked to my doctor about possibly taking some medication to help me to focus a little bit more. But eventually, I had to humble myself, stop comparing myself to my classmates who were way smarter than me, and remember that I'm just dust, and dust asks for help. There was another seminarian there. Again, he was very gentle, did not judge, and I had a conversation with him. And for seven years, he helped me throughout seminary. For seven years. And I also changed my major. There are two tracks in seminary that you can take. You can take a lot of classes with no thesis at the end. Or you can take less classes and a thesis at the end. And I I was in this fast track. I want this degree. It looks better. But I switched my degree. And I took less classes. Because I had to listen to what was going on within. And men were very good at this. As the head of our household, we want to go and we want to work and we want to do this and we want to do that. We don't want to ask anybody for help. We won't hire help. They might steal from me. I want this. We got to do this. We got to be focused. We're business driven. We are entrepreneurs. It's in our blood. We crash and burn. Or our marriages and our children suffer because of it. Women and ladies... We have gatherings and everything gets perfect and we don't ask for help before we set up and nobody, don't, don't you dare bring anything. Hey, what do you want me to bring? Nothing, nothing, I got this and we're stressed out and by the time the event comes and we're washing and cleaning and nobody enjoys your presence and then everybody leaves and don't help me, no, I got this and then guess what? We're angry and bitter afterwards. What was the point of the event or the celebration? This is, brothers and sisters, this is not being humble. This is the enemy's tactic to get us to crash and burn. Sign number two of someone who is growing in the virtue of humility, the humble person is less critical of other people because all of us are dust. If I'm extremely critical, this person did this and that person did that and can you believe this and can you believe that and this this criticism comes from a place of pride. It's the critical person who is constantly seeing something wrong with everything and everyone. Constant gossip, constant complaining, Constant, nothing's ever good enough. And brothers and sisters, when I meet critical people, very rigid people, it's rooted not only in pride, but in perfectionism. Because of this perfectionism that, perfectionism that I'm dealing with within myself, and I can't stand how I'm not perfect, I see everything else around me not perfect, and I have to make a comment. Again, the enemy loves this tactic. But the humble person says, we're all pretty broken. We're all pretty weak. The humble person is able to lower themselves down to their employee, to their children, to their spouse, and say, I'm dust and you're dust. You're trying your best. Now, there's a difference between teaching and correcting. We're called to teach, like I said, but constantly correcting and criticizing is not the sign of somebody growing in humility, because we should look at ourselves, because there's a lot there that we can be working on. Also, so it could look very, you know, again, I'm not preaching against anyone here. I'm not saying this to you. These are my three signs. (laughs) So as a priest, I can criticize other priests. I can criticize the bishop. And I don't like when the Pope says this. Spouses can be very critical of one another rather than lowering ourselves down and really listening for five minutes, five seconds, just being quiet and saying, you know what, maybe I can learn something here. Maybe I can learn something for once. Just maybe. Parents can be very critical of their children, right? Oh, you, you, you weigh too much, or, or who's going to want you because of this, and, and look at this, or look at your grades. You can't marry this person. Why would you marry this person? They're not to our caliber. They're not to our standard. He has to look a certain way, and he's got to go to school for this. This criticism is destroying our community. It's hurting us and it's hurting others, right? And children can be very critical of their parents. I don't want to eat this and I don't like that and why did you buy this for me and I want that. Again, we all do it. We, first me. And the final sign of someone who is growing in the virtue of humility, the humble person lives in the moment. It's the proud person who continues to think of the past and and continues to reopen and replay that story over and over and over again of how people have hurt me and how people have betrayed me or I can't believe I committed this sin and I cannot believe this. And this constant living in the past, brothers and sisters, it's rooted in pride. It's the proud person who cannot believe that dust did this. Whether it was other people or me myself as dust did this sin. Or made this mistake or said these words that I can't take back anymore. But if I bring myself back in the present moment and I say, You know what, Lord? I didn't choose you yesterday. No, Jesus, I sure did not choose you yesterday. But I'm choosing you right now because I'm living in the moment. Or the person who's constantly focused and fixated on on the future. Constantly worried, controlling, anxiety. I can't live in the moment. It's the proud person, brothers and sisters, we all do it, who wants to know what's going to happen next. It's the humble person who says, I am dust. I have a creator who created dust. I will live in the moment because, God, you're in the moment. So, brothers and sisters, in today's gospel, Jesus says, he who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. True humility isn't thinking less of ourselves, but to be growing in humility means to think of ourselves less, because from dust we were created, and from dust we shall return. And many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist, who is the most humble, Jesus hides behind bread today. God hides behind bread. Think about that for a second. And we're going to receive God hidden behind bread. And what will Jesus find in your soul and what will he find in my soul? A soul that is prideful because they won't ask for help or let others help them, are overly critical about everything and everyone, and are constantly living in the past or in the future because I'm more than dust. Or a soul that is growing in humility because they ask for help from others when they need it, or let others help them, are less critical of others by bringing themselves to the level of others and are constantly living in the moment, because they know, I am dust. So brothers and sisters, let us sit here for a minute and make a very, very important decision without self-condemnation and without self-judgment. Let's be honest about ourselves of what we are, because like I said, from dust we were created, from dust we shall return. Amen.